Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to the new episode of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Rob Cashel, the Commissioner of the Cascade Collegiate Conference. And I'm joined today by Chris McDonald, head coach of the British Columbia Thunderbirds uh, for men's and women's golf, and student athlete Mackenzie Bickle. Uh, and thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thanks for having us, Rob. It's happy to be here. Well, Chris, uh, we're going to start with you. Um, the, the intent of, of our podcast is to really kind of highlight uh, our teams moving forward. You guys were selected as number one in our conference for men's and women's golf. But before we talk about this year, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the great success you guys had last year. Um, both your men's and women's teams won the NAIA national title in men's and women's golf, and you were chosen uh, the coach of the year in both. So talk a little bit about the year you guys had and, and what it was uh, running up to that that championship day and, and winning both titles. Yeah, it was just, you know, such a special year. Um, the girls got off to a great start and, you know, really didn't um, uh, uh, have that much adversity along the way. They they played some great Division One events. They played some great NAI events and, um, and just played really well all year. Um, I think there one bit of adversity. We were, um, you know, in the second round, we were basically tied with Oklahoma City. And, um, you know, at the end, we had a good, good conversation on day three, and they took a 15 shot lead heading into the final round and um, got off to a great start in the front nine and, and won the NAI championship uh, for the second year in a row. So it was very exciting for, for uh, the girls. And on the men's side, um, you know, lots of ups and downs, winning the conference uh, championship. Um, you know, over Bushnell by only one shot it really came down to the very last putt, which uh, Aiden Schumer made for us to get us to nationals. So couldn't have been more exciting. And then uh, tied going into the last uh, hole, the 72nd hole of the NAI championship, a par five over water, OB left, water right. And all the guys got the ball and play off the tee. And we got three balls on the green and made three birdies and one by three. So I don't think you can get any more dramatic than that. And, uh, uh, just a credit to our, our both our teams, like just how much time they put into it and, and the energy they brought and also did really well in school last year. So, yeah, just a proud coach, I guess you'd say. Yeah, well, and it was the seventh national title for your women's program and the second on the men's side. Uh, the men won it in 2008 and in 2023. And Mackenzie, talk a little bit about the, just kind of the ups and downs and the pressure of not only the conference tournament, but nationals, because you guys really had to battle the entire way. Yeah, for sure. Um, a conference conference was interesting because um, from my experience the year before, we, we were a little more comfortable and I think we, we didn't go into it with the same expectations maybe we did in my first year. And uh, I think we were all a little surprised how we played none of us played our best and we just kind of grinded that one out which was we were all really happy about that uh, you know win and then get the get the invite to nationals and then nationals was a whole nother story i mean last year we didn't or i'm sorry my first year wasn't wasn't really close for us and we thought we thought we could be there we knew we could win it just i think we thought a lot had to go right and then it kind of did last year we all played 
I'll play good except me to be honest for the first few days didn't go didn't go the best but um I think last year was just a great example of a really good team play like everyone helped each other out when one of us had a bad round the other four played well and you know no one did anything crazy special I don't think anyone shot in the 60s for all four rounds or, so it was just it was a great team experience and uh couldn't be more proud of the guys for that one yeah, you guys really battled it out. And, and, and Chris, I'll talk about that uh, 18th hole in the championship day at, at conference. Um, you talk about Aiden's putt, but equally as impressive to me was his shot from behind the green um, to get in that position to make that putt. And the Bushnell player almost hold it out on his chip shot. So, man, pressure pack. Can you talk a little bit about that chip shot that Aiden made uh, really from a tough, tough spot behind the green? Yeah, and maybe even before the chip shot, you know, having to, you know, the pin was front on, on 18. The pin was in the front of the green. And, um, you know, we had a clean shot at it. We were discussing the shot. We went with one more club and actually hit the clubhouse in behind, if you remember, and that got him a drop. Uh, and Aiden took a good drop and uh, and uh, made a great pitch down the hill. It was very, very fast and, um, you know, really big turn left to right. And it got him about 15 feet below the hole. And that was probably the best shot he could have possibly hit. And then with, you know, um, you know, several spectators, I don't know if there were 100 people there or not, but it certainly felt like it, um, you know, just to uh, sort of like Aiden can do, he, he really had his focus and, uh, put it right in the middle of the, the hole, and and that got us the one shot um, win to move on against a terrific Bushnell team. And and can't can't forget Lewis and Clark also had a a fantastic year. They're a great team, and they were with us the whole time. Mackenzie, talk a little bit about the the you know for those of us that do golf um, and have never golfed competitively on a team like you are, you know what's that like? Kind of turning it on and off from hey, I'm playing as an individual and I'm playing myself against the course, but then also I'm on this team and guys are relying on me. And, and what's that mindset like for you? Yeah, it is a really tough balance. And it was one that took me a little bit to get used to because, you know, you grow up playing tournaments and it's just you, right? Like every shot, it's up to you. It only affects you. You're only worried about it, about your own score, right? And then when you move to a team, it's it's hard to think about it. Like, on one hand, you don't want to play a different game. You want to play your own game and see where that gets you. But I think in college golf, there's a lot of a lot more like team planning and there's some shots we agree we won't take together and some holes we want to play a certain way. So, yeah, I think I think it's more the planning of it um, is where like the team aspect comes in. And then when you're out there, you're still you're still alone. Right. And you still have to play your own game. So. It is it is tough and I think we're all we're all getting a lot better at that as it goes on. So and Chris, turning to you as the head coach, you know, UBC played as an independent for a lot of years and uh, we're fortunate enough to find a conference home and we love having the Thunderbirds in our conference for golf and softball and baseball and track and field. What did it mean to you uh, to find that conference home and also have that competition uh, tournament in and tournament out uh, for, for your team? Yeah, I think like it's really given us a nice stability. You know, I think, you know, when we put our schedule together every year, we know we've got good teams to play. You know, we know we've got the four events with the CCC and 
just really look forward to that. Um, I think just the level of competition as well. Like, um, you know, when we won in 2019 with the girls, I think it was just like the guys last year where we were battling OIT and it was like one shot almost every tournament and, you know, just gets you prepared for the NAI championships. And we play a golf Canada championship at the end of the year as well. And, you know, just more of those, more of that, um, incredible competition, um, you know, really helps, um, we don't win every event, you know, we, we're, we, we lose a lot of events and that's all part of the growth of our program and our players. And, um, you know, I think, you know, every year when we start, what we're trying to do is get to nationals. And, you know, I think if you get to nationals and you're in the top six of the NAIs, you've had a very successful year, you need a lot of luck to win and, um, things have to go your way. And last year we really had that. And, and we hope we get, if we work hard enough, we'll probably get a, hopefully a few of those bounces again this year. It's entering your 23rd year as the head coach. Uh, one of the, I, I would say a hallmark of, of your scheduling is you always schedule your teams for very demanding non-conference tournaments. So you have that balance of, hey, my, I know my conference is going to be tough and I'm looking for the best competition I can non-conference. What do you have on, on, on tap for this year? for non-conference. Yeah, so it'll be fun. We're going to play a Division One event at St. Martin's um, in September with our men's team. Um, our men will also play a Division One event in California, UC Fullerton. And we may add another one as well as we look forward to the spring. Um, on our women's side, uh, we play Hawaii, University of Hawaii um, over on their home course in November. Um, and we've got uh, Gonzaga, one of the top Division One events on the West Coast at Coeur d'Alene Resort. Uh, for our women in uh, in October as well. So, you know, we try to, I've always had that philosophy that, you know, I think for players to advance and to grow and to develop, um, you need to see the best players or the best players available to you to see. And that really provides uh, some confidence and hopefully some efficacy. And when you finish, you know, you're, you're playing those events, you come home and you've got a whole lot that you can reflect upon for your training. And and hopefully that that carries forward and helps us in our CCC and NAI, NAI events uh, throughout the rest of the year. I know <clears throat> this year we had the CPKC uh, Canadian Women's Open, the LPGA Tour event, and Sonia Tang, who played with us for the last four years, just got an invitation to play that. And, you know, what a growth experience for her to play with Solheim Cup members and, and just play with the best players in the world. And, you know, what that will do for her and her conference as she moves forward is is phenomenal and we want to provide those types of experience for our players. Mackenzie, what's it like for you when you look at the schedule and you see not only these really outstanding courses that you're going to play, but you also know that, hey, I'm going up head to head against some of the best collegiate golfers out there. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. It's kind of kind of what you go to university for to, to improve and to play with players that um, are better than you. You don't want to play with players that are the same or worse. Like you want to improve. And the best way to do that is to play against the best competition you can. So whenever Chris has a tournament like these, I'm, I get really excited and I look forward. It's also something to work for, right? Like all year you're practicing and you're having a, a rough time, a couple of bad weeks. Like, you know, there's a reason to push through it. You know, there's something to look forward to. And yeah, I, th I think we all get super excited for these tournaments. Chris, with uh, with the demanding schedule, 
you're not always able to be with both programs at the same time. And you have you have an outstanding assistant coach, Carrie Moffitt, with the women's program. Talk a little bit about the impact she's had on your programs. Yeah, just just terrific. I mean, Carrie's looked for international experience. She's the director of instruction at Mayfair Lakes here in Richmond, BC, and runs a, an all-girls um, young academy. Um, you know, she's been so good with our women's team since she started with us about, you know, 10 to 12 years ago now, um, you know, key to, you know, you know, staying in touch with our alumni, key to our current players, just giving them extra time and phone calls and taking emails and been a really great resource for me because she's such an experienced coach. So um, we're very lucky to have uh, Carrie. And uh, we also have Tim Wilson, who's been with us now for seven years. Tim is um, the, uh, he was awarded, uh, the, the PGA professional of Canada, the best teacher in Canada last year. Um, and another guy, Tyler McNeil, who does a fantastic job at Musqueam Golf and Learning Academy. So, you know, we're very, we're very fortunate. Um, we, we work really hard to, to involve our coaches and, and communicate within each other and, and look at, you know, any way we possibly can to help our players grow and, and develop. Mackenzie, what's the lowest round you ever shot? And I'll put you on the spot here. Can you can you beat your coach? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think I can take him. I, I got him. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's your lowest round? Uh, my lowest round was, I think, in my first year on the team in Can West, where I shot, I think, seven under sixty-five at uh, Squamish. That's actually yeah. the only thing that, he, that Mackenzie and I now have in common with our golf is our lowest score being 65. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, looking forward to this year, we start uh, Cascade Conference play at Oregon yep. Tech at Running Y, which is a really a, a top-notch facility. What are you expecting going into that first, uh, first Monday and Tuesday of play? Well, I can tell you I'm expecting a really long drive on the Saturday, so we're really excited to get down there. I think it's going to take us, uh, you know, 10 or 11 hours of driving, so there'll be some good music and uh, lots of lots of meals together on the road, which we really look forward to. And I know the golf course is terrific. I know it's a course that in the past teams have been able to make a lot of birdies on, but to be honest, it's the first time I've been there, so I'm really excited to see the facility and uh, learn a little bit more about what OIT does um, down at their home course. So just really excited for it. You know, obviously the first uh, first first step in a in a long season that, that takes us through the first of June. So just really excited to get started with the men's and women's team and be uh, Carrie and I will be traveling down with five men and five women. So yeah, just just can't wait to get started. And for the first time uh, since you guys have joined the conference, you guys will be hosting the conference championships in April, and yep. you're hosting at a great facility in Blaine, Washington. Talk a little bit about how you selected that that facility and and uh, how excited you guys are to be hosting. Yeah, so just um, you know, just just like uh, Emerald Valley last year, where Bushnell hosted, they did a beautiful job and. I just wanted to get a course that, you know, the players could use all their clubs, you know, like be able to use driver off the tee, still have some dog legs, be able to be creative and also have good greens. And, you know, Loomis Trail is a very unique course. It's a, it has a big clubhouse. It's got good food. Um, it's got a great range. Um, I think the students will really feel like it's a special experience when they're there. Um, and that's the feel that we wanted to create. 
I, I think it's um, it's a course that's hard to score on. Like par is going to be a good score there. So just really excited to, to see how we set it up and and get going. I know UBC is going to be very involved in supporting as well as the CCC. So yeah, just really excited to host there. It's uh, it's on the border. There's there's uh, good hotels and there's a few places for the students to go uh, do some other activities. It's near Semiamu, uh, which is another beautiful resort. So yeah, just excited to to get it up to the Pacific Northwest and the North and and hopefully we have great weather that week in April and the early part of May. Mackenzie, speaking of other things, uh, if you have any hobbies outside of golf, what, what are they? Um, probably just more golf, to be honest. A lot of <laughs> golf. No, and, um, and do, you, do you come from a golfing family or are you the only one that, that picked it up? Or um, Not so much a golfing family. I mean, both my parents golf and they, they used to be more into it, but I mean, growing up, I was, I was more into soccer. Like I would, I would have said soccer was probably my main sport until the end of high school. I still always played golf and played tournaments, but um, I really started to focus on it like later in life, probably, well, later in my life um, around grade 12, I think. And then took a lot more seriously. I met with Chris in grade 10 and then, Nothing really happened for a couple of years with my game until, until I started. To, I completely dropped soccer, which was, I guess that would have been like my biggest other hobby for sure. And you said earlier that you're a, a senior academically, but a junior athletic eligibility. And uh, tell me, what are you studying and, and what's the what's the long term goal for you? Um, studying, majoring in political science and then I'm minoring in commerce. Um, I kind of went in the university, like not with any major plan or idea of what I wanted to do. So I just, I thought that was a pretty general degree I could get that I still found interesting. Um, haven't gone much further with deciding what I want to do. I, I really love golf and, you know, that's always, and probably all of our, our ideal dream jobs. Right. But we'll have to see, honestly, I just want to kind of see where things go and see how far I can get. Um, I don't have my mind made up too much yet. Well, Chris, talk a little bit about um, your your practice schedule. I know, you know, your roster typically is so deep. Um, how do you determine your five each week? Uh, are there challenge matches? Do you have some that are set and they don't have to challenge? Or, or how do you determine your five that you're going to that you're going to line up week in and week out? Uh, well, we, we do qualify like what we do for the first event for the running Y event for OIT's event, our first event this year, we look at the summer results of our players and then we make a decision as coaches, the top five for each of those. But after that, we qualify every round, um, every tournament that we play and we don't actually use coaches picks. I know some teams do that, but um, we don't really want to get into the bias of that. We really want to see how the players um you know, control what they can and and see how they grow and learn throughout the season. And I, I really don't want to judge anyone's development. You know, things can change very quickly for young players. So what we do is, as coaches is we stand out of the way. We set up fair formats, uh, usually nine holes, um, three days, or we play two rounds of 18 holes to 36 hole qualification. And then those are our five players for um, for the next uh, event. Now, um, what we do do is we take the top two players. So from one running Y, we'll take the top two T-Birds um, in scoring. So then we'll come home and be qualifying for three 
three spots and our, we have two teams of nine players. So there's, um, you know, three spots available for um, seven players uh, available to, to take those spots. So we feel that's a really fair format, gives everyone a really good chance to play throughout the year. Once we get to the end of the year, Rob, we, we do uh, tend to control it more as coaches. So the playoffs like the CCC and NAI championships, golf Canada championships, by then we have enough data that we'll, we'll get involved as coaches and pick. And if we need to qualify someone, we will, but hopefully by then the, the team has determined uh, the best players and the, the best roster players, the best five to support us as we move forward into playoffs. So McKenzie, with that format, you really, you got to be mentally prepared week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just trying to do your best, right? And if that gets you in, it gets you in. Um, if it doesn't, then you have to support the team, right? Like if they, if they played better than you and they qualified, they deserve to go and you can, you stay home, you get to practice, you get to work on your game. It's not a good feeling, of course, but, um, you know, it's there for you with the, the way we qualify without the coaches picks. Like if it's there for you, if you work for it. So it's, it's not too bad once you understand it, I think, and you're willing to put the time in. And Chris, two changes that uh, have been made, one at the conference level and then one nationally, I want to uh, get your input on. Uh, at the conference level, we expanded the tournament, the, the championship, to a three-day affair, which I think really uh, was beneficial to our student athletes. And then nationally, which we're able to use at the, at the conference level as well, uh, championships is the substitution. Um, talk a little bit about those two changes and, and uh, your feelings on them. Yeah, I think it was a really good idea at conference to go to the 18-18-18, like the 54 holes over three days, you know, versus we we used to play 36 in a day and then play 18 holes. And I think it's give, I think it's been a really good thing for the entire field. Um, um, it's just it simulates what we do at the national championship where we're playing 18 per day. Um, and I think that's also really good for player development. So I'm very supportive of that. Um, yeah. And then just, um, you know, substitutions, that's a whole other, uh, whole other topic. Um, you know, ideally as coaches, like we're not basketball coaches. Um, so we're, we're not really in the business of substituting very much. Um, you know, for us, we have a policy that basically, you know, if there's an injury or something like that, or if a player comes to us and says, you know, um, you know, could be fatigue, could be that they have an exam the next day, you know, then then maybe I think I think when you get to the end of the year, the students do certainly our students have sort of reached out and said, look, you know, I think it's time. Like I, I've done everything I can. This course just isn't for me. I'd like to have someone take my spot. And that's happened on a couple of instances for us. Um, we, we used it once uh, at the NAI Women's Nationals last year to give another player an experience as well. Um, to get them ready for the next year. So, you know, it's, I think it's nice to have that flexibility. And I think it gives teams, um, you know, maybe who have a lot of players that are very close in scoring average and ability to get more players into a national championship as well, which is very special. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the substitution part in particular uh, is, is interesting and uh, in how coaches will manage that throughout a season for sure. Yeah, um, certainly as coaches, we prefer that the students manage that than the coach has to manage that. 
Well, I really want to thank you guys for joining us on this podcast, uh, British Columbia Men's and Women's Golf, pick number one in the Cascade Conference, uh, pick to win our league uh, and move on to nationals. And I uh, can't thank you enough, Chris McDonald, head coach, and Mackenzie Bicknell. Uh, just really appreciate your guys' time today, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, and thanks thanks for all your hard work, Rob, you know, not just in golf, but all the sports you um, all of us as coaches really, really uh, trust our relationship with you. And I know as the players do as well, you're, you're always there and a presence and we know you've, you're all just working so hard for us. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Rob. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships and over 3,000 student athletes. This is the CCC.